Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight on Episode 4, Season 4 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Uh, Richie's having some technical difficulties, so he's not with me right now, but hopefully he'll be here shortly. So um, I'll skip all the saying hello to him. Um, while we're waiting for him, it may look like I'm in a different area. Uh, during the weekend, I moved house. Um, very busy weekend with the Warriors game in Wellington and whatnot. Still got a lot of work to do here, but this is what I've got right now. Um, so yeah, we might as well jump straight into it. So while we're live here on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show via our podcast at your convenience. Um, just search on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the places, look for New Zealand Sport Radio and you'll find us there. Um, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of round one and our tips. We'll then answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've got for each other. Um, then we'll preview round two and make our picks. Um, also do a bit more of an in-depth preview of the Warriors game um, before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send uh, me comments and questions throughout the show. Um, Paul's also not here tonight, so um, I'm running the show in the background too. Um, so see Jacko's here, evening Jacko. Um yeah, may as well go into the, the first bit of my story, and hopefully Richie's in with us soon. So the first one I had was Joseph Suali'i. Um, he's on the verge of extending his stay with the Roosters by activating his player calls in 2024. Um, there was a lot of rumblings that the Rabbitohs were interested in trying to get him back to them. Um, Eddie Jones was looking at getting him for the Wallabies, um, but sounds like he's pretty happy to just stay um, where he is at the Roosters, where um, they they have a little bit more cap room than most. So um, I guess that's a, a good move for him. He's just kind of um, hitting the ground running, I guess, and starting to find his feet in first grade. So I think staying where he is is probably best for him right now. Um, what that does with the Roosters' back line next year, I'm not sure. There's, there's quite a few talented players in there. Um yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I see Simon's here, evening Simon. Yeah, um, you might have missed at the start. Um, 
I, I moved house yesterday, so I've got a new new setup. It's a, a smaller place, so you kind of get to see my my beautiful fridge. Um, but it is what it is. Um, see Mike's here as well. Evening, Mike. Um, yeah, next bit of news. Um, Richard's still, I don't know what Richard's doing. Wellington's um, not as technically advanced, I guess. But um, Mitch Moses is still up to right now, um, made no official decision on where he's going to play footy next year. There's some people getting upset with him, saying that he's just, oh, hold on, caller. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for finally showing up, Richie. Hey, Brad. Yeah, my um, my my kit has gone gone the way of my tips on the weekend. I had a bit of a shocker, but here I am. Yeah. Um, so I just did our, our rundown, and I just did the basically the first two stories. So I'll get your take on them. Um, so I had Joseph Sawali'i um, on the verge of extending his stay with the Roosters. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good if, if you're the Roosters. I know he's the type of kid at his age and his level of talent's got every everyone wanting wanting his name on the dotted line. So the Roosters tend to have a way of of retaining these guys somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got, they got a bit more cap room. And then, yeah, the next one I just said, Mitch Moses hasn't made his decision yet and some people are getting upset, um, saying that he's stringing the eels along. Um, yeah, I, it sounded like we talked about it a few weeks ago, Richie, that it's, it sounded like he was all but guaranteed to sign. So it's a bit perplexing for me if he was like on the verge of putting his name on the dotted line, why hasn't he done it yet? Yeah, I think he, he probably will stay. And I think it's just probably dotting the I's and crossing the T's and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. Again, media media likes to drag a lot of the stuff out as well. Definitely. Um, next bit, uh, probably the the most least exciting news in the, of the week. David Fafita's re-signed with the Titans until the end of twenty twenty six. It sounds like it's on less money than what they originally got him for, which is probably a win for the Titans. Um, he played all right on the weekend, to be fair. Um, so hopefully we see more of this now that he's on probably more money that's accurate for what he delivers on the field sporadically. You know, there's, there's some games where he's the million dollar man and then every, every other week he's just not, but what's your thoughts? Um, I know the Raiders, Simon might want to add some, but the Raiders were interested in trying to get him, but it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, you're right. He had a good game on the weekend. I think he, had upwards of 15 runs. I think it was 17, 18 runs or something like that. Yeah. And a buck, bucket load of meters. So, um, yeah, the thing with Fafita, and we've talked about it so often on the show, that's got to be his bar. He's, that's got to be his baseline. And then then he might add the highlight try or highlight play on top of that, which we know he's got in him, but um, he needs to do all that extra work as well to earn that pay. Yeah, definitely. And Simon's um, commented saying he thinks um, doesn't think David's suitable for Ricky's country style and thinks the Raiders dodged a bullet. Yeah, I think so too, to be honest. I feel like he doesn't really seem to be a guy that um, would fit the Raiders' mould. Um, and yeah, and um, Jacko said a good thing. Um, Fafita needs foreign or someone similar to play outside of. Yeah, I think we'll see more from um, Fafita this year just due to the fact that Foran's there. 
you know, he had some mm. talented players at the Broncos make him look amazing. No disrespect to Fafita, he's got a lot of talent on his own, but, you know, some of these big forwards need need those little halves, unfortunately. They're not all props, Richie. You know, props, <laughs> props know, can do everything, but edge forwards are um, not as not as clever. Um, no, they need yeah, those and, ball players to put them into the right holes and whatnot. Yeah, and Simon said, yeah, sorry, he was meant to say coaching style, not country style. Um, and <laughs> Jacko said, they say Ricky can coach. It, it kind of segues into my next um, bit of topic. It was mainly the biggest news story of the weekend. It's going to be interesting because it kind of flies in the face of everything I say on this show with my stance on it. But Ricky Stewart and Adam O'Brien um, and a few other coaches have expressed their frustration um, at the independent doctor taking players off the field that did not need to go off. They I, they passed their HIAs and came back. Um, Graham Ellerslie responded by saying that they won't change the process. And the independent doctor was something the clubs actually wanted as they couldn't trust the other clubs to play by the rules. The doctors, um, the stats i got here is um, the independent doctor called five players off the field with a further 14 going to HIA um, as well, um, just in round one alone. I think the reason why it's getting a lot more traction though is because of the Kalen Ponga situation where he, yeah. you know, went off in a situation where the Knights probably needed him on there if they were going to get the win. Um, my stance on it though, Richie, which is why it flies in the face of my "you got to be tough," is Ponga milked it when he when he had contact. He laid down on the ground. He was holding his head, and I, yep. I did. It probably doesn't fly in the face because I said that a lot last year. Um, if there's someone milking, they should medically go off for an HIA and that would deter people from milking things that aren't as major. If he had just got up and played on, I don't think he would have come off. But the fact that he, he played into the injury a bit, um, I think is, and I, I've said it to you, no disrespect, he's kind of a walking concussion. So he's got that stigma around him that any contact, he could be out. So I understand how frustrating it is for Knights fans if it was um, a Warriors player when we're watching in that same situation, I would probably be just as frustrated. But them's the rules. And I did see, um, I did see, um, oh, I can't, oh, it was Luke Carey from the Roosters. He came out and said that um, he's all for it. He thinks that the, um, the doctors and that are looking out for the players' best interests. And that's, um, going into a completely different segue that's kind of everything the rlpa is trying to fight for at the moment isn't it the mm. that the nrl isn't protecting players and now they want to go out there and yeah i i understand both sides but i think the easiest way to do it is stop milking contact and you'll be fine but what do you reckon and i oh, before you go um cameron scott said he can't find us on youtube it's new zealand sport radio i think on youtube yeah it um, is New Zealand Sport Radio Cam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'll take be on, on there somewhere. Yeah, I, I think you're bang on the money, man. Um That's we see a lot of this stuff happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's going on? Um we see this stuff happen most weeks. Um the fact that it's happened to the Knights key player in the last ten minutes when they're down by a try, um, that's why it's getting more spotlight. And then Ricky's just jumping on the back of it, really, um, off the back of that situation. Because, I mean, when 
we we got a great win, and all you can see in the in the media is uh, Ponga. about Ponga Ponga and is yeah. and is being pulled off the field. Um, but you see it happen every week, and that's that's the way it's been, and no one bats an eyelid until it's this situation. So, um, and he did milk it. I agree with you. He did collect yeah. a bit of a hit to the head, and you probably rattled him for a couple of seconds, and he probably was fine after that. But he lay on the ground a bit longer, holding his head, as yeah. a lot of these players have been conditioned to do. So, I'm not a. So. I've never really been a milker in my uh, s- amateur days of playing footy, but I don't know how you can try to milk when you're the tackler as well, which mm. I found perplexing. He was trying to tackle Adam Fanua Blake and then he went down holding his head milking. So yeah. I, I don't get it. They breathe him different in Aussie, mate. I don't know. Um, and Jacko also mentioned a comment. I hadn't had time to put it in there. As I said, moving house, it's been chaotic this week. But there was um, Gus Gould went on a big rant about it all and um, about how like they don't believe that about CTE and stuff and saying like it's, it's getting a soft game. And I on the one on the show that's the old school you know there's no such thing as a head high tackle and things but it is a serious thing that is happening and i think like simon said um the nrl want to make money they're not too worried about the players kind of thing that's kind of what i get as well they they might not necessarily be caring about the players they can caring about their bottom line if these players in the rlpa decide in five years time to sue them because they've all got head, yeah. head knocks this is kind of if that happens, which we've seen it in other sports. But if that happened, they can go, well, look, we had an independent doctor that mm. was doing everything we can to do it. You know, the only way we could have stopped it any further was if we turned it into touch footy, um, which isn't what you want. So we've done as best as we can. And that's, yeah, that's they've just to, to save them. They've got to tick some boxes to, you know, make it look like they're they're doing something about that so you're right they don't get sued down the line yeah and um the last bit of news before we get into injuries and suspensions um was the daily m's i wasn't aware of it um where when i came down to to your neck of the woods but the daily m's have changed their scoring system this year normally you have um a judge and he does the three two one now they're going to have two now they've got two judges and each one does a three, two, one. Um, each judge doesn't know who the other judge is, and they also don't know who they voted for. But if they pick the same player, say like for three points, like we saw on several games, including that Warriors Knights game, where um, C and K both got selected for three points, so he's now second on the Dalliums with six points. Harry Grant, I think, is number one. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I suppose that will. That I, I didn't find the explanation for why, but I guess it's to, to make it um, not as tight. I, I don't know. Um, but what's Me your take either, on but it? I, I wish I'd known. I'm like you. I, <laughs> I heard about this after our prediction show. Might have swayed yeah. my Del M tip another way, but hey. Yeah. You live in your um, well, yeah, up. that's different because now there is a chance, like you said, um, it was, uh, I think you said Cleary because there's so many other players around him, um, mm. it's hard for him to get the points. But with this system here, he could still get three points from a game, yeah. even if Dylan Edwards got three from another one. You know, So, yeah, it, it may have screwed so, our Dalian predictions up. So, yeah, we can't you guys change it. heard it here. I've changed it to um, Nathan no. Cleary. 
there's there was no <laughs> no changing any uh mark Robert, even mark. no um no mark this is amateur hour mark we yeah. come you come here to laugh at us this is um yeah and it's been uh the most disorganized weekend of my life which is great for round one um i really prepared well so um next week will be better <laughs> i'll be more prepared but we'll go on to injuries now um obviously the big one was thursday night um Cameron Munster had a compound finger dislocation. Hard to look. I actually got sent a picture. Uh, I'm sure some other people have seen pictures of it. Um, it's the one picture I decided not to to give for the show. Um, uh, one, uh, it's going to take two to three weeks. I think he's had surgery already on it. But the, I think the biggest thing is the fact that he came out and played another half a footy. Um, what do you reckon about that? It, it was pretty... Uh, pretty rubbish and um i i attempted to uh make myself a dodgeballer you know as you know richie and just get yeah, a hit on the yeah. fingers i didn't want to play anymore but to actually do that to your finger be a half and continue to play for 40 minutes in a game that was you know tooth and nail for the whole second 40 um i got nothing but huge respect for him there but um what's your take yeah, pretty gnarly effort. Um, pretty brave. I, I would have been gone. <laughs> um, yeah. And the first game of the season too, so it's not like it's season on the line type stuff. Um, but yeah, very tough from from Cam. Yeah, that would have that would have been causing him a bit of pain, I reckon, unless he had some kind of pain relief there and into the hand. But gee, even still, it's a pretty tough effort. Yeah, um, so yeah, he's out for two to three weeks, um, a bit of a blow for the Storm, um, especially with Pap still not there. Um, Xavier Coates is also out for a week to two weeks. Um, he had an SC joint injury. I don't really, I think the SC joint's up here somewhere, um, like sternum I, I don't know, but uh, apparently <laughs> it's not good. I didn't go to, I didn't go to medical, medical school. school. Me either. Um but that's another big blow for them. They they do have some talented players to fill coach's shoes at least. But um, I suppose good news for for Warriors. Uh, and yeah, as Jagger said, um, coach's name to play, which is what I found confusing. Like they they've also said he's out for two weeks, but they've named him. So I guess they're giving him the week to prove his fitness, Jacko. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it sounded like it was a pretty pretty tough knock. But um, they got an easy game this week anyway, so they could have the week off. Um, Matt Lodge from the Roosters, he's out. I don't know how long. They haven't specified. He um, had a facial fracture. I don't know if you saw the picture, Richie. Um, but yeah, it looked it like on the side of his face he had a divot. Um, so he's going to have to have surgery, and they, yeah, they haven't given us a length of time. What do you think about that? I know the Roosters are struggling to with stars, but um, what do you what do you reckon about having Lodge and Hargraves off for some for the foreseeable future? Obviously, it could be good for us this week. Well, yeah, I was just going to say it helps us a lot. Um, so I think if we can get the water on their forwards, it'll it'll go a long way to helping us win the game. And our, our forwards are looking pretty strong at the moment, but. Yeah, that's always been a danger for us in the past where <laughs> all the cards are stacked in our favour, we should win. And 
it doesn't quite go that way. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping Webby's got us uh, into a new frame of mind this year. But yeah, it's going to hurt the Roosters for sure. Um, yeah, we saw how strong they were post signing Matt Lodge last year. Uh, their go forward went crazy, and they got on a run off the back of it. So um, might also hurt my um, again hurt my predictions that we made preseason. Yeah, and um, yeah, Jago said Paul Lodgy, he, he dodged the Warriors. Um, Mark Roberts said that it sucks the Warriors can't put him out for the season. And then um, Ken Wills um, said, good news, the Dragons are the last game of the week. Might be all out of league by then. Um, yeah, I did find that funny. Um, poor poor Dragons um, saying very facetiously, they had to buy the first week and then they have to wait all the way to the last game to have their first game for the year. Um, you would have thought that the team with the bye would have an earlier game just on the way the schedule would be, but the NRL don't like to do things um, logically at times. But um, last injury is just um, a recap of the Nico Hines we talked about last week, saying he had a calf injury and he would miss round one. They're now saying he's probably not going to be back till round five. So, um, but like you, it's kind of throwing a spanner in the works with my predictions. Um, yeah. You know, picking Nico as my Dally M, picking the Sharks to be minor prems. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to happen now. So, it's, uh, what's your take Predict- on it? Do you think the Sharks can overcome that? Predictions are always just an injury or two away from blowing <laughs> out, mate. It just sucks when it happens after the first week um, or preseason, as it might be. Um, yeah, I, I think they've still got a good enough squad. Obviously, Nico Hines takes them to the next level. Um, but if they can squeak out a, a couple of wins in the first few weeks, then as, as we've seen in the past, you know, he, they get Hines back and they can go on a run. It's, it's probably better, better it's happening now than towards the end of the season and when you're about to enter finals. Yeah, definitely. As well, my picks, if my picks are anything to go by, I'm picking them to be zero and two by the end of this week. So, mm. um, but we'll see. And Simon said that the schedule's done by teething ratings, from his understanding. And um, Jacko asked if the Dragons won the bye. I don't think they did. Um, I think they lost. But um, <laughs> they're they're not they're not in wooden spoon territory right now, which I'm sure they're all very happy about. So um, before we get into round one, we've got the um, Naughty Boy Corner. I've really, I went through all the fines and stuff last year, but to be honest, there were so many this round, um, it would have filled up the whole page. So I've gone for the suspension. So um, Wade Graham from the Sharks, he's got a four-week ban for a grade one reckless high tackle. Um, He made the decision to not plead um, guilty, which saw him get the longer punishment. If he pled guilty, I think it was only going to be three. Um, Mm. What was your take on the head high? Oh, I want to know your take, Brad. I want to set you up for your first one of the year. Uh, four weeks, I'm not sure. If yeah. I'm going to it take was... a Brad stance here. It was a good hard hit, maybe slightly gone wrong. Um, four weeks is pretty um, pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go I, on. I, I think me. it... It was. I don't know how to do all those things that Paul does. Um, yeah. So um, oh, before I go, there was a question from Simon. Says, do you get two points on the buy round? Yeah, you do. So Dragons have got two. Uh, you'll see that when I bring the ladder up later. Um, 
and Jack also said Webster wins one, Serato loses one. Webster was the only um, Panthers coach that won this week. Um, but yeah, I it was high. Um, I would have said plead guilty. It's a week. Fight it and lose two. Um, I think yeah. four weeks. Yeah, with what we've seen, four yeah. weeks get um, in previous years. I don't think it's on that level. Um, but yeah, yeah that's I, the same as Montoya got for using a word. <laughs> yeah, um, and then the last one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jay said slightly gone wrong. He no, left his chat with the forearm. That that's that's cool. No, it was beautiful, Jacko. That's, that's a beautiful that's a tackle. tackle. That's why we watch um, the game. It's um, not Wade's fault that there's shorter people around. Um, it's just he was aiming <laughs> for a normal-sized person's shoulder, I guess. But, yeah, it, it is yeah. – hopefully it means, on a serious note, getting away from the gimmick. Um, maybe this is, like, you know, the, the fire <laughs> across the bow, um, saying, like, look, if you do something like that, this is what's going to happen. So it should hopefully make people be less reckless. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know people were saying, like, the ones that live my thug life, saying, like, it, it was beautiful and it's ridiculous. There were a lot of big tackles um, during round one that were completely legal. Like, um, the one mm. that everyone got upset about in the Warriors game, um, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, the one that tackled Wade Egan. Um, it might have, it was the little little half, I think. I don't know can't remember but it was a beautiful um slamming tackle that you know yes. unfortunately yeah. it sent wade off to the sideline and you had everyone run in um but when you saw the replay it was completely legal and um yeah you can still do those big hits without breaking the rules so you just gotta you know the line now that the nrl have drawn you know cautionally um do it and yeah jacko yeah um kafusi showed how to tackle yeah kafusi we'll talk about that ever. when we get to the game yeah he he knew what he was doing and there was nothing illegal about it. So there is a way around it. Um, mm. But yeah, there'll be, there'll be plenty of head highs for me to endorse in the, in the upcoming <laughs> months. Um, but yeah, the last one, um, Simon will probably have some input, but um, Jordan Rapana from the Raiders, he entered an early plea and is banned for three weeks for a grade one shoulder charge. Um, I thought it was a shoulder charge. Again, I, I think it's too long, but this is obviously what the NRL is doing for now. Um, I would put that at a two. But um, what is your take on it? Yeah, ditching the uh, thug life uh, shenanigans. Yeah, definitely shoulder charge, definitely worthy of a ban. Um, honestly, I think for that one, it's probably pretty fair what, he, what he's been given. I mean... At least Wade Graham, although he got it wrong, was flying in with with his arms around. But I think Rapana's definitely definitely uh, misfired on a couple different on a couple different lengths there. No, he, he does it every week. Um, he does. He's, yeah, got, he's, he's always got, got, got one of those in him. So um, yeah. So I said, whatever his Ricky decision is, I'll go with. Um, I don't think he even commented about it. I think he was too busy getting upset about um, having to take Sebastian Chris off because the doctor told him to. Um, <laughs> you said Simon has a boy crush with Rishi, uh, with um, Ricky. It's um, a boy crush. Um, oh, yeah, Mark did say they did go above the horizontal on the Egan hit, though. 
Oh, it was pretty borderline, I reckon. About about horizontal. It's it's the height thing again. Egan's too small. I'll tell you what, if if that was us tackling the Knights, I would have been annoyed if it was a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can yeah. If it was us doing it to one of theirs, um, yeah, I would have been upset. But yeah, so that was really all the news I had. Um, Richie, as I said, there there was a few more little ones, but I didn't think they were worth commenting on. Um, so we may yeah. as well just jump into the the round. Do you want to do it like we did last year, where you get to say the try scorers and stuff? Yeah, I, I might quickly run through them. I know we're going to do a bit more detail on the on the Warriors game preview coming up, but, but yeah. I'll, I'll fly through. Yep. So Thursday night was opening game of the year. Storm winning that one at, right at the death, sixteen to twelve. Was three tries to two for the Eels, Will Penasini and Junior Polo. Three for the Storm, Nick Meany, Young Tunamapea, and Harry Grant with the game winner in in overtime. So I thought it was a great game to start the year. Um, a lot of intensity. I thought the Eels probably had the better of the early parts of the game, but the Storm just hung in there, hung in there, and as they do, found a way. Yeah, I thought um, overall, I thought the Eels were the better side on the day. And in sport, the better side doesn't always win. Um, mm. The Storm, you it's the you can't let the Storm um, have a sniff any time because they'll, make, they'll punish you for it, which is what we saw here. But yeah, mm. um, Grant was great, as everyone expects him to be. Uh, I thought yeah. Junior from the Eels was really good. Um, he really stood up. And um, it was a great game, I thought. Um, to kick the season off, um, yeah. which you know, the, these two have had a few good games the past few years. Um, but, yeah, it was just good to see. And as we talked about already, um, the um, display of um, toughness from Munster. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought it was a great game. Um, I think both of these two teams will be um, dangerous for the next couple of weeks. Um, mm. Eels... You know, they screwed me. Oh, they almost screwed me again. Um, when I was watching, I was like, oh, these bastards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, Mike said, uh, just no faffing. Uh, gonna try our best. Um, so yeah, next well. game, probably the game that we've got the most to say about anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to that one. Um, Friday night in Wellington, Warriors 20, the Knights 12, four tries to two. Ed Kossi, Bontia 4, CNK, and Wade Egan for the Warriors. Two tries to the Knights, Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Paimal Hunt. Just great to see us get off the mark in the opening game, Brad. I think we showed a lot of resilience in our, in our defence, especially in, in the second half. A lot of good goal line defence. And we asked a few questions over Pompey and Ed Kossi, but they, um, I think they delivered, mate. They come up with some great defensive plays and Chance, chance as well dropped the opening bomb, but was fantastic after that. And I think, I think um, the whole backline really was was pretty decent. It's hard to single anybody out. Sean Johnson might have been a, a bit wayward on a couple of occasions, but he, I think he showed he was trying to take the line on and, and had some nice moments. And yeah. our forwards too. I think it was hard to really pick pick anyone that had a really bad game because. Most people were standing up. Jackson Ford, all these, all the new recruits were really good. Dylan Walker off the bench. What do you think? Yeah, fantastic game. First, you know, 
having it in Wellington, you know, it's the first game you've got to watch live since before COVID. Um, yeah, I I did have to watch the replay because I did take advantage of that. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's always great to go there. I drove down Friday morning um, and, you know, stay was was there there for a, for a quick night before I scot off again. But um, great atmosphere, um, great game. Yeah, that that drop by chance at the start with the, the night scoring, you know, basically um, in the first minute. I think it was officially the first minute. Um, it had me really worried. And then mm-hmm. um, it's that I think I said in my review this week, the resiliency is what I was most proud of because um, I know everyone's comparing the – if. I, I even said it on the night, Richie. Um, if Reese was there at fullback, Ponga would have scored and it could have been a different yep. thing. But this is a game in a situation where the Warriors would have lost last year. Um, yeah, forget forget the Walsh thing, just the Warriors in general. They were in games like this last year where they just couldn't keep in it. Um, I don't know if it was fatigue, if it was mental toughness. I'm not sure, but it looks with one game to look at, it looks like it's something that Webster and that have really worked hard on the off season. Mm. And if, um, if they can show that resilience against everybody, um, you know, you're going to get wins along the way. Um, the biggest, um, negative I had was the starts, you know, that, you know, it was an error, but a slow start there. They did the same in the second half where they let the Knights sneak in, but, they kept the Knights to only 12 points. Um, mm. And, yeah, Jacko said he was worried about the 10 minutes, but it came right after that. And then, um, yeah, Mike said the Knights were pretty good. Yeah, I said yeah. it um, when we previewed it last week that as much as I had written the the Knights off before the game, when the team came out and I saw the actual lineup, they were a lot um, more intimidating than, than I thought and, you know, it took me about eight hours to get to your house on Friday, and I had a lot of different situations playing in my head on the way down because um, mm. you never want to drive for that long to watch a loss. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Knights are going to improve. Um, I think Jackson Hastings and Ponga are going to take time to, you know, yeah. learn to work together. They will be tougher, and I think it's going to be a, a harder game in a couple of weeks when the Warriors play them yeah. again. Um, especially in Newcastle. Um, and, yeah, like Jacko said, the game could have gone either way. Yeah, um, there were a few chances, but the the Warriors just managed to, to keep themselves ahead. And um, mm. they never dropped their head. They always looked like they were just – they knew what to do, and eventually they had confidence that the points would come, but they were focusing to make sure that the Knights weren't getting points, um, Yeah, which is I the think, main goal. I think the Knights will rue a couple of soft – like they were, they weren't too bad, but I think they'll rue a couple of soft moments. Uh, when you look at Bunty R4's try and Wade Egan's try, sort of just one-off efforts up the middle, um, which probably should have been stopped. So, um, yeah, nice we took advantage of it though. Yeah, and um, Mark Roberts said that he's worried if Bunty continues not making too much effort. He only had one hit up per four point five minutes that he was on the field. Um, um, Ali deserves more minutes. Bunty might have to give up some of his. It's a fair point. Um, there's uh, Richie's question for me later on, kind of is throwing another spanner into the works for that whole debate, but there needs to be some. And one thing I'm always um, critical of in my reviews, Richie, is um, last year Nathan Brown's use of the interchange, some players yeah. not getting a lot of minutes. 
we saw that this week um, where Ali didn't get much time at all. But the reason I didn't complain about it in my review was all last year we were, I was talking about, you know, when Fanua Blake comes off, um, the Warriors dipped and they looked a lot worse because they didn't have the people that replaced them better. There was no dip that I visibly saw when I watched it yeah. live or watched the replays yeah. when players came off and came on. It seemed like they were still doing the same thing, um, which is what Ken's kind of said, um, that they kept their composure, which was fantastic, as um, the Warriors don't normally play for each other the way they did that night. And, um, yeah, I yeah. think this team seems to be a lot more like that. There was a video... Um, of them getting their jerseys, the the new guys, and the emotions that they all showed. Oh. You know, it legitimately looks like these players care about being in the club. And if you're all buying into what Andrew Webbs is saying, um, hopefully good things will come. Um, hopefully, you know, they, they could be a top eight team if they go. This week we'll, we'll really see um, going up against a Roosters team that's um, hurt by, a, by an upset. So um, if they can compete well with the Roosters, um, it could be a sign of good things to come. Um, mm. But, yeah, fantastic game. Great, great to actually be back at Life Footy again. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, move on to second Friday night game. Yep. So the second Friday night game was the Broncos surprising a lot of people. Getting the win over the Panthers in Penrith, thirteen to twelve, was two tries apiece. Stephen Crichton and Sonny Luke for the Panthers. Herbie Farnworth, who's heading to the Dolphins next year, got the two for the Broncos. Uh, and the difference was Adam Reynolds, Adam Reynolds' field goal. So, yeah, extremely tight game, Brad. Um, the Broncos look look good. Looked like they had the better of the middles. Um, Payne Haas and Pat Carrigan, you know, I think they just look very composed with their defense as well. The Panthers looked a bit, a bit clunky without their, you know, their big name guys from last year, Uppy and and Fuliami. But um, they looked a lot better when Sonny Luke came on, to be honest. So I don't know if that's something there yeah. that uh, Cleary, Cleary, Cleary might see and pull trigger on a bit more minutes for him. But yeah, um, great win for the Broncos. Yeah, I think Sonny Luke needs more minutes. Um, he he's a lot more dynamic. Um, Kenny Kenny's your your straight your white bread hooker. He, he does what you need the basics, mm. but you you need a bit of X factor there because you know it's fair to say the Panthers have lost some X factor. Um, still a talented mm. team. I, I know a lot of people have started to say you know they lost to St Helens, they lost to the Broncos. It's over for them. I still in our our top eight prediction, I had them further down um, the ladder than they have been in the past few years, but they are still going to be a, a finals contender um, just because of the talent they have. And it's adjustment. They've got to change a few things um, because they've got roster changes. And um, I think it will click together sooner rather than later. It's a, it's a long time, but um, it's, it's a long season and they will get there. But the Broncos, I thought the Broncos were really good. Um, you know, Herbie Farmworth uh, just announced he's going to the Dolphins and then he was, you know, the try-scoring machine for them out there. And um, it was, yeah, just a good game. Um, Adam Reynolds, you know, Broncos are always competitive if Adam Reynolds is fit and healthy. 
and mm. um, you know it's just it's more a, a question of how long is Reynolds going to be able to stay healthy to keep them on. Um, Reese Walsh is back at fullback this week, so you know they're going to leak some points, and um, it's just if they can. Um, you know, I'm not even joking. They're playing the Cowboys, Richie. You know how yeah. often are they going to have one-on-one situations with Walsh and you know, you can't guarantee that he's going to stop it. Um, you watch, we'll, we'll review the games next week and we'll talk about the defensive masterclass of Reese Walsh. But I'm dreaming um, of, of Peter Hicku cruising past them a couple of times. That would be the, the ideal scenario. But, um, but yeah, ultimately it's a, a great um, starting point for the Broncos. There's a lot of teams here that, you know, aren't a guaranteed eight Broncos, Warriors, all of those guys are so starting the season with a good win, especially for the Broncos, you know, a win over the reigning premiers um, is mm. a great way to start your year. You just got to build on it. So um, yep. hopefully for Broncos fans, um, you get a bit more of that. Absolutely. Let's keep rolling on. Um, first of the Saturday games was Manly Sea Eagles, Brad's old flame uh, versus the Bulldogs was 31 to six. Manly big winners there. They carry on their good form from preseason. Uh, five tries to one. Tommy Turbo, Ruben Garrick, and a hat trick from DCE to one try f- from Reed Marnie for the Bulldogs, their new recruit. So, yeah, pretty dominant, Brad. Um, Seagulls look look pretty good, to be fair. And Tommy probably didn't even look at full fitness. They even gave him a bit of a rest at the end when the game was in the bag. Um, but pretty much everyone was was firing on all cylinders for them and the Bulldogs look pretty flat, but you know, maybe maybe I was a bit high on them in my prediction show. Maybe um they're gonna take some time, aren't they? They are. It's there's a lot it's a bit like the Panthers problem. Um uh, well I shouldn't say problem, but um there's a it's a change. But we can't keep throwing that excuse out because there were teams like the Warriors with a whole yeah. new team. The Dolphins are legitimately 
But um, you know they're going to get better. Reed Marnie did look great for them, which is a reason why they they tried to get him out of from the Eels. But the Seagulls, you know, when Tommy Turbo's there, they always look amazing. DCE had a great game. You know, when's the last time he got a hat trick? Um, That's his first, I, I think. Is it? So the, there you go. For Manly, yeah. Um, and then Garrick, um, five from five, you know, which is why I predicted him top point scorer last year, but not this year. Um, <laughs> this is this is the Seagulls that I predicted last year to see. Um, who have they got? I'm looking at them now on my little book. They got a buy, so they got another two points, so they're going to set themselves up well. Um, but yeah, great game um, for them and. Yeah, I'm sure Gus Gould's um, a little bit nervous with all the money they've spent on players and it not yeah. working right now. They're going to need um, – they've got a tough game this week and they're going to need a better either a win or a much better performance. Um, otherwise, you know, that media circus is going to be coming for them. Yeah, absolutely. Just quickly, thoughts on Kyle Flanagan's and Ben? Um, <laughs> Rubbish. Yeah, I surely let me say it. I don't, I don't think it was a Simbin, but you know, nah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure the no. chat will weigh in, but that was a yeah, nice, nice shocking call cool. from, from the refs early early in the season. Yeah, and um, Jacko, before he moved on, he said, um, Turbo seems to be favoring an injury or something. Um, well, he's yeah. coming back from a brutal injury, so I think, uh, um, he is. They're, they're going to ease him back in because, you know, you don't want, want him back there and getting injured straight away. So um, they want to get him um, get him back in the swing of things. And when you're that far ahead, it's it's safe to pull him off. So um, we might see that if they get a few more big scores. Yeah, it's smart. Why wouldn't you take him off? Um, we'll keep rolling. Um, the next game of Saturday was the Cowboys versus the Raiders from Townsville. The Cowboys... Getting up in a tight one, 19 to 18. Three tries to, it was three tries apiece. Murray Talungi and two to Scott Drinkwater. For the Raiders, it was Gula, Tom Starling, and Jack Whiten. I thought the Cowboys looked amazing to start 18 6 at halftime. Um, I thought it was just a good effort from the Raiders to, to hang in there and come back at them. So I'm sure Simon will find that pretty encouraging. I know. You and I didn't really tip them for for a lot this year, Brad, but um, showing signs that they will be competitive again this year with, um, you know, and nearly getting the job done in Townsville first up. Yeah, I think um, it's fair to say the Raiders were probably the, the least impressive during the preseason performances, and I was really worried for them going up against the Cowboys, who, uh, you know, the, the new favourite children of a lot of people in the NRL, they're due to how well they were last year. I was expecting a, a landslide score. As you said, 18-6 at half time. I kind of thought that was going to happen. Um, the Raiders, though, they actually scored points in the second half, which is foreign to a lot of the players that play for them. Um, so that's a bonus. And, yeah, they were they were in it. Um, you know, losing by a field goal from Chad in the last five minutes, um, that's going to hurt. And, like, I'm sure Simon's feeling it. But... Um, to say you went down against one of the, the up-and-coming teams by one point when you've been so poor all through the preseason, um, it shows that rookies kind of got them heading in the right direction. They've got a lot of talented players there, um, so they will they will cause some um, some issues for people um, still probably in that middle of the ladder, Richie, or you know, you're yeah. not talking about like 
top four by anywhere no. you know the bottom bottom of the eight to just above um, the danger zone that's going to be like a, a vicious little area with a lot of teams that are going to be you know trying to get spots and um yeah, and Cyber said the Raiders totally faded in the second half, just um, didn't score enough points. They scored most of their points in the second half, though, Simon. Um, so that's like the opposite of fading. They just didn't score enough. And Simon says he trusts Ricky. Um, someone has to. So, um, but yeah, and yeah, before we were Cowboys, just they look like they're just continuing what they did last year. Um, yeah. They look good. Valentine Holmes, you know, he's always dangerous drink water. Um, is still continuing his form from last year. Cotter as well was another good one. Um, yep. quite, yeah, great, um, great outfit for them. And um, their game's going to be really interesting when we talk about it in the preview. But um, their yep. game in round two is going to be uh, a decent clash. Yes, it will be a beauty. But we'll keep rolling through. Uh, the last game on Saturday was Brad's new flame, the Sharks going down to the Rabbitohs. Uh, 27 to 18 was three tries to four for the Sharks. Brain Trindle, Sione Katoa, Teg Wilton for the Rabbitohs, uh, Lockie Elias, Keon Kolomatangi, and Campbell Graham with a double. Um, I thought the Sharks started well, but the Rabbits obviously um, came came over the top of them towards the end. Um, and that was without sort of Cody Walker and, and Latrell doing a lot either. I, th- I think Lockie Elias probably had a bigger impact in this game. And for anyone who it's, was lucky enough to have him in, in um, fantasy, he did really well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think probably one of the better games he's played. So yeah, not bad from the Rabbitohs. We both tipped them. So not unexpected. Um, Sharks obviously yeah. missing the direction of Heinz a bit. Yeah. And that's, um, that's the issue. I, I, it's it's the Heinz thing. Like I would have picked the Sharks for this game if Heinz was playing. Um, would I have got it right? I'm not sure. But they're definitely missing him there. They got some really good players at the Sharks, but he just kind of links everything together, um, which is something I didn't think would happen as quick as it did last year. Um, but, yeah, that they really missed him. But, yeah, luckily, um, Lachlan Elias probably – no, I wouldn't say one of. I'd say it probably was his best game um, in yeah, first grade. Yeah. He was fantastic. And when you've got a guy hitting on all cylinders there, you don't have to worry about your Latrells and that maybe not delivering as much as they do because you know that those guys are going to deliver when they need to later on um, as yeah. long as they stay healthy. But, yeah, there was so much there. Um, Campbell Graham looked good. Um, Latrell's brother, yeah, I thought, had a great game too. Um it's nice seeing some of the bigger props coming back into it um, in, a, in a game that they're trying to get rid of all of us. But, um, yeah, great game for the Rabbitohs. You know, they always trying to – they're trying to get back to being that team that's going to win it all. So um, they need a win against a, a team like the Sharks right now was probably what they really needed. And, um, yeah, Sharks got another tough game this week. So, yeah, they do. Um, but we'll go to Sunday because it's looking like we're going to do what, what we always do when Paul's not here. And Yeah, Paul's uh, not. It's his fault. Yeah. Probably one of the um, best moments of the weekend, the Dolphins getting up over the Roosters 28-18. to 18. Uh, the, the, new, the new club in their first game, my wooden spoon tip beating my premier tip. Awesome. Gotta love that. Um, five tries to three. The Hammer 
Tabio Fado, Mark Nichols, uh, Lumia, Lumia, Lumia. Oh, yeah, that one stumps me. Connolly, Lumali. Too many L's. It's too yeah. many L's. Yeah. Uh, and Jermaine Asako getting a double. Uh, three for the Roosters, Soali'i, Drew Hutchison, and Daniel Tupo. Um, yeah, all my predictions aside, gotta, it's just great seeing the Roosters lose, especially uh, especially to the new the new kid on the block. Um, I thought the Dolphins really good value for it. It's probably a typical Wayne Bennett um, Wayne Bennett team performance, isn't it, Brad? Yeah. Um, I think the forwards, obviously, um, I think Jacko touched on it earlier. Um, Kafusi was just brutal, um, really set the tone with his defense. And I think they just did the basics really well there. They look solid. The rookie on the rookie, uh, Katoa looked pretty decent, did his job. Um, O'Sullivan, Sarko, they, I think they just executed well. And the Roosters looked a bit. Well, they look very often, didn't they, compared to what what we what we were thinking they might produce. Yeah, and uh, Mike Fern said that he said the Roosters looked old and slow. And um, before I enter my thoughts, um, I'll bring up Simon's comment and give him kudos here because he said it was wonderful and it was great to have his prediction come true. Um, because he, <laughs> out of the three of us, he was the only one who yeah. picked the Dolphins to win this well game. Well done, really, well, really um, well done, Simon. And yeah, Jacko said Dolphins with new combos everywhere look more organised than many other teams. Yeah, um, they looked great. I, Wayne Bennett, as much as I wrote him off, he's always known for being able to get a team that you like. That team can't do anything, and get them to to look like a decent outfit. Are, are you going out as a as a Dolphins fan and buying a grand final ticket? No, um, I. But they're going to be. Some way, yeah. Um, but they they showed a lot more. And I think it's like what you said. They've got some experienced heads in that forward pack. There was a few moments where you saw Felice Kafusi barking orders at um, Katoa when yeah. um, telling him what to do. I think there was one where Katoa was ready to kick it and he yelled at him to pass it and they, they scored off it. Um, so it's good to see that mix of young and old. Um, yeah working you know is it going to keep working you know if a kafusi gets injured you know do the wheels fall off we're not sure but it's just great to see and the roosters you know they might be buying every player under the planet um right now but that you can buy all the talents in the world it doesn't mean you're going to win premierships so um i did see i i'll put it on hearsay it was going to go in the news billy slater said that the roosters um team had been um, quite cocky before the season started, saying that no one, no other team had a roster like theirs and stuff. So hearing stuff like that, it always makes me a bit happier to see uh, a team get knocked down a peg. The only issue yep. I had watching it, though, Richie, was knowing that the Warriors have to play the Roosters this week and what kind yep. of knock-on effect this um, Roosters loss would have on that game. Um and Simon says the fin hat looks hilarious for the Dolphins. Yeah, it it's, does. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's it's great marketing though. You know, it's um, it's a, a a thing I would buy as a person who has the the bush shirt. Um, I would be <laughs> buying a Dolphins hat if I was a Dolphins fan. Hey, um, where and, is the bush shirt? 
it's still in a box so i've literally basically unpacked everything you see here everything else is still in a box um we need it on the wall mate we need it on the wall it will come eventually you can't even see my stuff behind me now because of how far away <laughs> they are i added all my other stuff with it but um jacko said the the dolphin's biggest problem is the lack of depth yeah which is kind of what i was alluding to with like if kafusi goes down um if they lose one kafusi uh, like kafusi one of the bromwich brothers um maybe you know uh, a back or two they'll they'll fall i i think i had them um like 15th um in case i can get your thin head if you want i'm good i i'm not going to wear another team's <laughs> another team's merch um but yeah i think um jacko and simon's agreed as well i think anywhere between 12th and 15th because we all know dragons are 16th but um 12th mm. to 15th i would awesome. see for them um if they get higher than that that'll be a great story for their, their first year in the in the comp but last game richie last game brad's traditional favorite time slot the last game on of the weekend um, Titans versus the Tigers again, bit of egg on our face with our tips. Titans 22, Tigers 10. Our, our expectations of the Tigers were a little high, Brad. Um, two tries for the Tigers, Adam Dwayhe and Dane Laurie. Four tries to the Titans. Two two to Philip Sami, one to Sam McIntyre, one to AJ Brimson. The Titans were pretty good value, I thought, Brad. Uh, Tigers a little disappointing. Um, have they they had Upper Carousel on the bench for quite a while? Yeah, it's just weird. I think it's the marquee Big signing. Uh, oh, Captain, weird. <laughs> Captain, and and marquee signing, and he's spends half the game on the bench. Um, I, I, yeah, anyway. I think you've, you've started him this week. I think in the team naming. Yeah, if that changes, I'm pretty sure they started him last week on the team yeah. naming as well. So yeah, um, strange. Yes. Before um, I go, Simon Simon corrected me. Sorry, um, he said who's going to finish seventeenth at the. I keep forgetting there's seventeen teams. No dragons yeah. are seventeenth. There's no way they're going to win. Um, they didn't even win the bye. Yeah. But yeah, back. Sorry, back to this game. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, I was just a bit disappointed with the Tigers. Um, but the Titans were pretty good value. We already talked about um, Fafita earlier. Um, a lot yeah. more output from him, which was good. Um, Fodawaker off the bench, a lot of meters. I think 165 odd which is great off the bench and, and their backs, Brimson. Um, yep. Another good always, game as he normally there. does. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, pretty good effort first up from the Titans. Yeah, the Tigers really disappointed me. I kind of I, I backed them. I thought, you know, they looked really good um, The when they had all their players out in that last trial. It's like, but, yeah, putting one of your best players on the bench – and not bringing mm. them on sooner, I don't understand that. And we'll definitely see if they fix that for this week. Um, but yeah, Mark says, uh, Mark Roberts said, one game, one injury for for four. And um, I think he has been named this week as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't bro. think it's that bad. I think it's a PCL or something, but I think they'll give him every chance to play this week. Uh, it will be yeah. much, I don't think. If he doesn't oh, play, though. If he doesn't play, it's back to, I think, the Titans that we saw last year because that's that was the biggest yeah. issue last year was they had no halves because they gave their one away. So, um, yeah, they need him to stay fit. And if he stays fit, Tanner Boyd's going to play better alongside him. Um, mm. 
and yeah, they really good outfit. It was surprising. Um, and yeah, Jacko said, yeah, Benji and Shings must have been on the plant. Why would the best buy the best hooker in the, the comp, make him captain, and sit him on the bench? <laughs> yeah, it's it makes it's, no sense. Jack. It's kind of going back to everyone laughing at the Tigers for the silly things they were doing, yeah. and they're doing it again um, when they showed so much, um, so much potential. But it is only round one, so they might have learned from this mistake and improve on it. So hopefully for Tigers fans, they've suffered a lot. So, um, but yeah, um, and yeah, Jacko said Ford and look gas early, age is catching up. Yeah, he is old. Um, mm. And yeah, Mark Roberts said they've named him, but they've also said Jaden Campbell's going to play B6 this week. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, um, Jaden Campbell's a hell of a talent though, but I don't, I think you put like Tanner Boyd and Jaden Campbell together in the halves, it doesn't fill me with confidence, but they are playing the dragons so you know they could bring their kids out instead and they'll be fine um so yeah that was yeah, the round Warren, Warren's the kind of guy that makes the players around him look a bit better where campbell's still at that age where he's he plays well and looks great himself probably not as good in the ball playing department just yet so yeah maybe the dragons get up brad we'll see don't even say that all right so um yeah. before oh, that we... was around anyway that was around yeah so that was the round. So we'll go to our tips. Let's see if I can do the pool job and bring it up. Aha, I did it. Don't, um, don't bring so, it up. Oh, my God. So um, Simon is leading the, the tipping comp. Um, he only got two wrong. Um, so he's six out of eight. The two he got wrong. He, like all of us, picked the Panthers and got that wrong. And he picked the Raiders and got that wrong. Um, so, yeah, not a bad night. I was only one off as well because i got the the brewster's game wrong as well um i think no what ones did i get hold on sorry i i got the panthers wrong i got the roosters wrong and i got the tigers wrong um so sunday yeah. was a bad day and then um, what did you get right it's, i no, guess Richard. so yeah, you got no, I, you got the warriors cowboys and rabbitos <laughs> but i'm to um, stop being cute with my tips so it's just yeah time to get it's serious it, it's early days, but yeah, so that's our tip. So, um, neck and neck for me and Simon and Richie's already given up for the year. Um, but we'll bring up, we've got the ladder. Oh, and the ladder wants to work. Um, so Manly number one, um, Titans two, Dolphins three, Rabbitohs four, Warriors five, Melbourne six, Brisbane seven, Cowboys eighth. Um, oh, why does that not want to work? Here we go. Sorry. And then, um, yeah, ninth is St. George. They got the two points for doing nothing. Um, then Raiders 10th, Penrith 11th, Eels 12th, Knights 13th, Cronulla 14th, Roosters 15th, Tigers 16th, and Bulldogs 17th. I kind of feel for it because uh, the bottom two on the ladder are kind of the bottom two that we've always been used to on the ladder, Richie. <laughs> yeah, nothing new there. Um but it is great seeing Penrith and and the Roosters in, in the bottom half of the ladder. I don't, it probably won't stay like that, so we'll lap it up while we can. Yeah. Now, um, any surprises? I'm writing Simon's tips down. Is there any surprises in that ladder um, while I'm writing them down? Yeah, of course. The Broncos. The Broncos beat the Panthers. 
that's a massive surprise right off the bat, and the Dolphins as well. Um, the the Dolphins but, being third it, and the Titans yeah. second is crazy, but it, and this ladder is probably a lot more used to your predictions last year, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah with definitely. Manly sitting on top there, but not, it's one game. It's one game. Yeah, it, um, we're, we're going to aim for top four this year, not five. Yeah. Exactly, and <laughs> I've got the last the last of the tips from Simon, so we'll move on. Um, we were going, it was just questions, so um, we've kind of yeah. answered everyone's questions at the moment, so we just got ours, so um, let's go with yours first. Mine first, so um, mine was just around Jazz Tavanga. He's been named to play play in the reserve grade this week um so he he's coming back from injury um i just think our incumbents at the moment are looking quite good the the incumbent back rowers ford um sorry neokore um tohu all look good on the weekend and our forwards looked look like they're delivering pretty well for, even from the trials so can can you find a spot for Tavanga? Where where would you find a spot for him in in the game day seventeen if you were to bring him back? Who who would you oust? Um, at the moment, Mark Roberts kind of mentioned it. Um, you got Bunty. Um, if he doesn't show a bit more, um, and they give more minutes to um, Ali, you could say, well, let's take Bunty out, bring Jazz in. Or it could even be Ali going, we're only giving Ali 20 minutes. If that, let's bring Jazz in. Because at the moment, you're not getting rid of Jackson Ford, who I didn't even talk about in the reviews. You know, no. made me look like a complete idiot um, for writing him off before, on the show even, when we laughed about him. Um, and yeah, Mark said he'd have Walker, Jazz, Al, Bunty, Curran. Yeah, and I think Curran, I feel like I love Curran and he's a great player. But with the, the the second rowers they got at the moment, is he? He's, I don't. I, I don't know. It's very hard. It's a great problem to have. It's great to try to fit them all in there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say the bench that uh, Mark said there are Walker, Jazz, Arl, and Bunty slash Curran. Um, I think yeah, that's probably the way to go. That's probably a pretty good. One Walker needs to be there because of um, what he adds. Um, yeah, you need a, you need a couple of big boppers, and Jazz is showing as much as he hates it. Um, he he is okay. okay job. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacko said Jazz will have to wait for an injury to open a spot up. That could be true as well if all these guys you know keep delivering um, to what Webster wants. He's not going to drop one just because Jazz is back. Um, mm. So, yeah, Sam, as I said, great problem to have. But, yeah, if I had to pick one, it would be one of those three. So I, I kind of cheated. I just picked almost everyone on the bench. Um, so, my, jazz, so Jazz the halfback for you? No. No, we'll keep, we'll keep <laughs> Jazz in the forwards. Um, and, yeah, Mark's, Mark saw, also said Webster's already said he's willing to play both Walker and Jazz off the bench too. Yeah, which I, I would because I don't – as much as they like to try to force Jazz into being like that hooker off the bench, I don't think he plays his best in that position. So no. keep him as a, a forward on the bench. Um, he He's not as big as some of those guys out there, but I, I dare say there's probably not a lot of forwards tougher than him. 
um, in the NRL. So, um, yeah, agree. yeah. So before go we go on to me. Yep. So mine was a quick and easy one. Which team surprised you the most in round one in either a positive or negative way? You've probably already said it during going through the reviews, but. Yeah, I, I think I have. And there were a few, but uh, probably I'll pick them because they're the new kid on the block, the Dolphins. Probably yeah. shouldn't have been as surprised as I was because, you know, Wayne Bennett has a way of getting teams to perform. I think he, yeah, he finds he finds a way to get the best out of his troops on, on most occasions. So just looking at their roster, it looked like just such a modest roster with some good experienced forwards, maybe a couple of them aging a wee bit. Um, some backs who were, let's be honest, with one rookie and, a, and an extra, really, in the halves. He's always been that extra half, um, yeah. a depth half, O'Sullivan, I'm, I'm talking about. He's never really commanded a starting spot. Um, so you had him and the rookie Katoa in the halves. And Jermaine Asako, another one who's, you know, he's he's been he's been good, but he's had his moments where he's been dropped in and out of teams as well, so... Yeah. yeah, Wayne Bennett just finds a way to get get these guys humming, man. But I think a lot of it was uh, playing off passion too. First game in front of a decent crowd and, and moments like Felice Kafusi inspiring them with with massive hits, and they just rode that wave. But yeah, I just I didn't tip it, and it caught me off guard. But um, pre- pretty happy to see it anyway. To be fair, you didn't pick much, mate. Um, no, I know, I know, but that one but yeah. was one I was convinced of that I was going to get right, and didn't didn't end up that way. Yeah, um, and mine's the same, but um, I had a double. So I had Dolphins surprised me the most in a good way. In a bad way, it's the same as Mark Roberts, which was the Bulldogs. They surprised me with how yeah, off 100%. they were. Um, he said Serraldo yeah. was meant to be the next coming of Cleary Bennett, and yeah, at the moment it looks like the Warriors got the best Panthers coach off one round being very facetious <laughs> because did. it's one round um but yeah there's a lot of expectations on that bulldogs team um and i think rightly so they've got a great squad so to see them you know only score one try uh, you know losing to seagulls isn't you know the end of the world if they had lost like 31 26 or something like that um but to get one try you know, it's not good enough for the bulldogs with all, all the money they've spent so I think, do you think they're just one, like, they've already spent up large, that's the trouble, but they're a really good halfback away from going to the next level. I mean, Kyle Flanagan's, yeah. he's, he's, he goes okay sometimes, but he's not uh, Nathan Cleary, Adam Reynolds, Mitch Moses, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't, they only sign Bulldogs players, so I don't see them getting Cleary. So uh, they've wasted all. I don't think they've got enough room to get a a big halfback. Like, uh, no. But you kind of need one in each team. You know, it's kind of an important position. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. I'm sure they'll get better. But um, we'll go into previewing uh, the round. And like we did last week, we're we're putting a bit more focus on the Warriors game than the others. So um, I'll bring up my little pretty picture I made. with the teams um so uh i'll you you name the warriors team again should be easy it's the exact same as last week and i'll yeah i'll, um, ex- I'll go through the, the roosters 
exactly right. Why would you change a winning team? So copy and paste. CNK, Ed Cossey, Braden Williami, Adam Pompey, Marcelo Montoya, Timaida Martin, Sean Johnson, Adam Fanua Blake, Wade Egan, Mitch Barnett, Jackson Ford, Marata Niakore, Toby Harris, starters, Dylan Walker, Bunty Alfour, Josh Curran, and Tom Arla off the bench. Yeah, and then with the Roosters, we've got, we've got the James Tedesco at fullback, Tupo and Bolo on the wings, Suali'i and Joseph Manu, um, which I've spelt wrong in my picture. Awesome. Uh, but Manu's back. Um, halves are Luke Kerry, Sam Walker. Front row, you've got Lindsay Collins, Brandon Smith, Fletcher Baker. Um, the Butchers are in the, the second row. Victor Radley at lock with Jake Turpin, Drew Hutchinson, uh, Nafahu White, I believe is the name, apologies, and Terrell May on the bench. Um, the Roosters are always dangerous, especially after a loss. Um, but yeah. um, I think uh, um, I'll spoil my pick now. I think the Warriors are going to get the job done here. Um, they uh, The forwards like looked... The forwards looked really good against the Eels. Uh, not Eels, the Knights, sorry. Um, and that's a weak front row now. Still, Fletcher Baker and Lindsay Collins um, are good, but, you know, throw a lodge and stuff in there, it looks a bit more dangerous. It looks like they could be weak in the middle. Um, you know, puffing my chest full of Warriors optimism right now. But um, <laughs> it's the usual things with the... If you can keep Teddy quiet, um, keep Sam you know, on the back foot, you have a chance, um, you know, they're going to, we know they're going to be targeting Kossi with high balls. Um, he'll be the number one target. Chan showed that he can do one drop a game maybe, so they might be targeting him a bit more too. Um, I think it will be a good game if they can, if the Warriors build on what they did in round one and just add a little bit more, I think, um, they're going to be very competitive and should take it out. But what do you reckon? Um, mm, I, wait, think, oh. I don't think that. Yeah, go on. Oh, I was just saying, Mark said the only thing we had to name an injured player in the 23. Who was the injured player? Who's injured at the moment, Mark? Out of the. Out of Valia, Lassic, Volkman, Tane, and Surinan. Is it, oh, it's Surinan, isn't it? Surinan's injured, I think, still. Um, and he also said um, Radley's in doubt as well. Um, has to get past the HIA yeah, protocols. Yeah, yeah hopefully he always um, has to get through HIA protocols because he's in my fantasy team. So hopefully he's okay. Um, well, let's hope he fails then, everybody. Um, yeah, and Mark yeah, confirmed it is Serenin. I don't know why Serenin was named in the first place. Anyway, that's that's another story. I think their front row for the Roosters isn't as bad as you say. Lindsay Collins is really good. Um, I think the, the depth is going to be tested, though, Brad, in that regard, mm. though, with, with Lodge and, and Jared Waddy at Hargraves out. So I think we can target them up the middle. Um, I think we've got the pack to do it. Yeah, I just hope to see the same effort. And I think if we bring the same effort, um, I'm going to tip us for the result. There you mm. go. Oh, so I should change my tips since you picked them. Oh, yeah, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to not pick them. And people will say we jinx them if we lose. Uh, I think yeah. I think being in Allianz Stadium, if the Roosters were injury-free, it would have been hard to tip against the Roosters. But I think this is our yeah. best chance to get them. 
Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, a perfect opportunity. So hopefully that happens. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, my first, my first Warriors game in my new place. Um, so yeah, yeah, really looking forward to it. Okay, Mark. All right, Mark. Then I probably would have only named twenty-two players and broken the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah, that is. Uh, I think the only other. <laughs> the only other way you could have done it is if um, you brought uh, Dimitrik, if you named him Dimitric, at 23. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, what's it matter? Dimitrik yeah. wouldn't play. Bailey's not going to play. What's it really matter? Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. He's, a, he's, a, he's filling the numbers. Name Mad, um, the Mad Butcher there and he'll be fine. No one, no one will know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so now we'll go through the rest of the round. So um, oh, tomorrow night we've got Panthers Rabbitohs. Um, me and Simon have both picked Panthers. Who who you got? I I don't see. I, I think yeah. I said it last week. I don't see the Panthers losing back to back. So now I don't see them losing no. back to back. This this would be back to back to back if they were to lose in in Penrith. So, and I think the Rabbitohs are missing a few medals now as well. So, so you yeah, Panthers? I'm going to go Panthers. Too, yeah. All right. First game on Friday night is Eels Sharks. Simon has gone with the Sharks, and I've gone with the Eels. Um, yeah, I'm just going with the – a bit like Manly, no turbo, no win. Sharks, no Nico, no win. Oh, Brad's backtracking from his prediction so fast. He's yep. pretty much moonwalking. He's moonwalking yep. away from them. Um, no, I went Eels as well. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I usually am when I pick the Eels, so – um, yep. Next game, uh, Broncos Cowboys. Um, I thought this would be an easy one for the Cowboys until I saw what the Broncos delivered. But I have still gone with the Cowboys, and so is Simon. What say mm, you? Reese Walsh named Reese Walsh named Cowboys win. So you going Cowboys as well? It, Broncos are going to leak too many points now. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I know we give Reese a lot of crap. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. a joke. I mean. He's very talented, but he has weaknesses. He um, it's just going to see if he's improved on those weaknesses um, in his preseason with the Broncos. From mm. what I saw in the trial, it didn't look like it. But, um, yeah, time will tell. Next game um, is the Roosters-Warriors, which we've already done our picks. Yep. You and I both picked Warriors. Simon has picked yep. the Roosters because he's a coward. But it's cool. Um, then he's next up, a coward have, that's leading. <laughs> yes, Got to play the mind game so I can try to get first place back, Richie. Um, next up is Dolphins Raiders. Um, I've gone with Dolphins and Simon's gone with Raiders. I, I yeah, I'm I'm buying in on the Dolphins too quickly. You know what I'm like, Richie. Oh, yeah, I'll go. It's hard. It's I, tough. I, I'll, I'll go Raiders. It'll be interesting to see if Dolphins can back that up. If they back it up, maybe I'm going to start tipping them more regularly. Yeah, I kind of went with them because they're at home. If it was Dolphins playing Canberra in Canberra, I would have gone that way. But yeah, um, no, put yeah. me down for Raiders. Yeah, next up we got Storm Bulldogs. Um, Simon and I have both gone with the Storm. Um, I feel like Storm. it's kind of hard hard to back the Bulldogs after that performance. Yeah. Um, next up, Tigers Knights. Um, That's a tight one. I've gone Tigers, and so is Simon. I, I feel like. They're gonna learn their mistake and, and come back. Oh, I'll go nights yeah. then. Got some catching nights. up to do. Yeah, 
Well, I think the Knights are a good chance too. Um, they are a good and chance, then, yeah. Um, the Titans have the bye in the last round, our last game playing the Dragons. So um, I've gone with Titans and so is Simon. Yeah, yeah, Titans. Yeah, I, I just think the Dragons. Um, yeah, and Jacko said Dolphins at home with no injuries, they'll win in Ranky. Uh, <laughs> Ranky. Ricky will be cranky yet again. He's yeah, always um, cranky. He's always cranky, but that's how we love him. Um, yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, that's the round. Um, some good matchups in there again. Um, so, looking forward to talking about it next week. Um, but uh, before we go, we'll just quickly go over the Super League um, before we get a phone call from Paul yelling at us for going over. But um, there was St. Helens. Um, oh, that was an interesting fact. The um, both premierships, or oh, both premiers in the Super League and the NRL, um, <laughs> they um, both lost by one point um, within days of each other this week because St. Helens lost 25-24 to Leeds, but they also yep. um, had three players banned after the – it was an fiery encounter, Richie. Um Conrad Harrell yes. and Sione, um, I always get his last name wrong, Mata Itai, Matatia. Um, they both have two-week bans for striking, and Curtis Surinan has a one-week ban for dangerous contact. Harrell was given a red card for his, and um, Sione and Curtis both received yellows. Um, and see here, Jacko once again leaving us when you hear Super League. Um, cheers. Um, see you next week. Um, but yeah, fiery encounter. But yeah, the results um, Warrington defeated Salford 36 20. Callens defeated Hull FC 38 6. Um, Lee defeated Hull KR 30 25. Leeds, as I said, defeated St. Helens 25 24. And Wigan defeated Castleford 36 0. So it's two weeks where they've had a team scoreless. So um, my, my Wigan's doing well. Um, and then this week, that could all end because we're going to have to play, place Catalans. Um, Lee are playing St. Helens, Hull KR versus Warrington, Leeds versus Wakefield, Uddersfield versus Castleford, and Hull FC versus Salford. Um, mm. So this uh, Wigan Catalans, I think, will be a good game. Fir- well, we should mention Lee, Lee Leopards getting their first win too. The, yes. Or the late try. Hopefully so they won some cool. money on it so they can um, pay for a new jersey design. Um, oh, I know. It's not the best. No. And so I said this weekend is the first weekend Catalan Dragons have a televised game. So that's great. Um, as we've said a lot in, in past, we need um, – they kind of up there in the Northern Hemisphere, they need to push more in France and stuff. So um, getting Catalan some more um, air times what they really need. But, um, yeah, that's really it. Um, I know we've gone over, but uh, it's just part and parcel. It is what it um, is. It is what it I, is. Well, <laughs> I think we'll figure out a, a format, Richie, um, for how we do the, the reviews of the games yeah. to maybe bring it down Quicken a bit. Bring it up but a bit. Yeah. That, that's, that's off mic talk that no one here wants to have to hear. So um, anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, just thanking everyone for... For the banter, nice some nice banter and some barbs thrown at me today. Cheers, guys. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun as always. Thank you, producer Brad. 
Thank you. It's always harder. I think that's why we go longer because I'm spending all my time looking at comments and stuff. And um, <laughs> but so we'll blame Paul. And like Simon said, that's life and streaming. You always go over time. We always do. It's kind of our thing now. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. Uh, for your weekly update on rugby league, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or on YouTube if you search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, or listen to us um, at a later date on the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those places. Again, just search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and good night, everyone. Cool, mate. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.